0: Good morning and welcome to Monday morning, May the 2nd in 2022 on When I Rise. Today we begin year C, the fourth Sunday of Easter. And on the Monday of the week, we'd like to take a look at the Old Testament passage, which comes from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary. But uh, there is a psalm, but not an Old Testament passage uh, during the season of Easter during this cycle in year C. So I'm gonna pick one from another book that I read for this week and a devotional. We're gonna be in Psalm 25. So let me read Psalm 25. I brought a couple of points for reflection and we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 25. O Lord, I come before you in prayer. My God, I trust in you. Please do not let me be humiliated. Do not let my enemies triumphantly rejoice over me. Certainly none who rely on you will be humiliated. Those who deal in treachery will be thwarted and humiliated. Make me understand your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me into your truth and teach me, for you are the God who delivers me, and on you I rely all day long. I remember your compassionate and faithful deeds, O Lord, for you have always acted in this manner. Do not hold against me the sins of my youth or my rebellious acts. Because you are faithful to me, extend to me your favor, O Lord. The Lord is both kind and fair. That is why he teaches sinners the right way to live. May he show the humble what is right. May he teach the humble his way. The Lord always proves faithful and reliable to those who follow the demands of his covenant. For the sake of your reputation, O Lord, forgive my sin because it is great. The Lord shows his faithful followers the way they should live. They experience his favor. Their descendants inherit the land. The Lord's loyal followers receive his guidance and he reveals his covenant demands to them. I continue to look to you, the Lord, for help, for he will, he will free my feet from my enemy's net. Turn toward me and have mercy on me for I am alone and oppressed. Deliver me from my distress. Rescue me from my suffering. See my pain and suffering, forgive all my sins. Watch my enemies, for they outnumber me. They hate me and want to harm me. Protect me and deliver me. Please do not let me be humiliated, for I have taken shelter in you. May integrity and godliness protect me, for I rely on you. O God, rescue Israel from all their distress. This is the Word of God for us. psalm 25 is an interesting psalm and there was a couple of things i was able to dig up that were kind of interesting before we're getting into the text itself you'll notice and this is just kind of a, a tip and a hint whenever you see like in the, the guts of psalm 25 all of these individual requests like over and over again just there's an intro and there's a kind of a summary of a trust a, you know a statement of trusting god in this psalm and then in the middle there's like all of these like Deliver me, rescue me, save me—all of these things. There's, that's a good hint that this is an acrostic psalm. So they would take like the Hebrew alphabet, and they would take a line—you know, the first letter of the first word line—and then they go to the second letter of the alphabet for the first letter of the first word line you know so it was an easy way to memorize it was an easy way to know where the psalm was going and so this was something that was sung among a group of people it was something that even the kids of the hebrew community would have been able to sing because they were familiar with the alphabet as they began to read another an interesting feature is that going back to the alphabet idea there's actually three letters that skip uh, from the Hebrew alphabet. There's no lines for those letters. And some scholars, of course, ask the question, well, what does this mean? Well, it's an interesting thing this is, that if you put those three consonants together and you look at the uh, optional Hebrew words because of that, they think that the word for the place of the dead or hell, g- 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 ghanom, um, is actually from these three letters, which is interesting. You begin to ask then interpretive questions. Why? Would the author of this psalm, when trying to declare these requests to God, uh, leave out these letters that might lead to this word for hell? Like, are they making some sort of a faith statement about hell? Are they trying to declare what hell is? Um, there's, there's a sense, though, that what this, what this psalmist is going through, and as we go through those, once again, the psalms line by line, you see that, man, this person is going through quite the distress like we might be able to conclude like this is hell itself like this is hell on earth this the troubles compounded this person is experiencing in this psalm would not be fun it would be akin to you know any place in the world where there is profound and unjust suffering this is what the psalmist is going through and so there's there seems to be a message within the message itself which is saying when you're going through distress when you're going through something that you can imagine is like hell itself or the place of suffering beyond death or whatever. Lift your voice to God, bring your request to God, bring your praises to God. And as you do so, God nourishes your life in the midst of all of the struggle, in all of the trial. So this is like a faith summary. Like this is what we do during times of distress. Should we not complain? I mean, it's like impossible not to complain, but maybe, I mean, the scripture teaches, hey, less and less complaining is probably more productive. What is most productive? is to awaken our souls to lift our praise to God. Is that to live in denial of the struggles? No, I mean, this psalmist is quite aware of all the struggles that they're going through. They're not trying to deny. They're not living in denial of the stuff that's going on. But in the midst of all the stuff, they're raising their voices to God. there's some evidence that this was probably the third most popular psalm sung during the Reformation. So during the Reformation era, the church, they part of public worship, one of the main features was to sing the psalms. In fact, some of you might actually belong to a community or you've been to a community where they sing from the Psalter, where they give you a tune, a lot of times it's acapella, and the lyrics of the psalm, of the hymn that you sing, are the psalms. And this one, Psalm 25, was one of the deep cuts, man. It was one of the, the quote-unquote bangers of the Reformation era. Like they were taking requests from the congregation of, what shall we sing next? There's a good chance that just like today we'd sing, like maybe how great thou art or something like that. There's a good chance that they would have said Psalm 25. There seems to be like just an evergreen use for Psalm 25 because people go through these struggles and trials. But as people of faith, we train ourselves to lift our voices to God. And so I don't know if you're facing a trouble, maybe a a trouble that's articulated in Psalm 25, but the wisdom from scripture is to raise our voices to God. So as we pray, allow our souls to rise and meet God, I'm also gonna give us a chance, and I think I would would implore us, to raise our voices in worship to God today, like maybe on the commute to work, to school, sometime towards the end of the day when you have some alone time, to, to pick your favorite song and to sing sing that to god and raise your voice to god and notice the comfort that he brings you as you do so so with that mindless, spend some time praying to our god this morning father son and holy spirit we lift our voices today we we do uh, are, we are we are real about our struggles we do reckon with them we know that we struggle in real time and the struggles are uh, vivid and they have the potential to intimidate us and to reduce us and to make us to be afraid of our future, of our present, and the world around us. God, we're people of faith and we declare that Jesus is the risen one. He's the one who overcame death itself, and so we pray that with the faith that you give us, that we'd be able to raise our voices to worship from our hearts. Allow uh, your comfort to to be with us in the midst of our struggle, in the midst of our confusion, in the midst of our disillusionment, uh, the the trials that we face today. God, I pray for my friends who might have health issues. God, I pray that you'd be their healing, that you'd comfort them in this moment. For those of us who are seeking direction, we need to make a decision, and it's just not quite clear what we should do. I pray wisdom would abound to us, God. For those who are seeking opportunities to serve and for to make lives better, but we don't know where to start, and Uh, We just understand that sometimes serving people can be quite complicated, and uh, perhaps we don't have the strength to do so, to see it all the way to the end. I pray that you give us the servant heart of Jesus, and I pray that we might find our way so that we can help and lift the other other parts of the world around us. So God be with us today. We raise our voices to you. We choose to worship you no matter what the circumstance. So we pray that we might sense your nearness and your comfort this hour. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.